Another week on the sojourn. Meredith Monday. Let's do this. Right, so it's a Meredith Monday, it's a new week, and uh, it feels like the year has just begun for me. Uh, it's the first day back in the saddle um, after a decent little holiday, three weeks, and uh, actually not so little, it's probably the longest holiday I've had in a, well, since I can remember, and um, and that's been great. It's been so good just hanging out with the family and um, and just chilling out getting some rest and uh, psyched to get back into it. And um, yeah, it's just been great to also take a little bit of time and, and do some reading <clears throat> and um, and just get that extra time, just get the pressure off, get some time to read, reflect. Oh, it's so good. You need holidays. You need to be able to do that every now and again just uh, to give some perspective and you know take stock of the year and where you're going. And So anyways, I think that uh, I feel like I've done all that and so I'm very, very thankful to the Lord for that. And um, so anyways, one of the things I was thinking about, um, well, during the holiday, I was uh, I can't even remember how this happened. I was reading a few blogs, and um, that's it. I was thinking about John Gill's stuff, and um, I was following some sort of rabbit trail with him and Klein and their views on something or other. And I came across um, a, a great blog um, called Contrast, um, the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. That's the name of the blog in the subtitle, and um, <clears throat> it's it's. And if I'm not mistaken, I think the whole I think it is uh, Brandon Adams' blog, um, and I'm not sure if there are any other contributors, but it's just a yeah, quite a simple looking sort of straight to the point, and uh, just filled with awesome awesome resources. So I got to check that out. Um, and, uh, man, Brandon Adams. Wow. Uh, he is, I've been aware of this guy, um, ever since, uh, the 1689 federalism website came out. Uh, if you're not familiar with that, it's 1689federalism.com. 16, 16, Let me make sure I'm getting that right. Uh, let me type that in. Yes. 1689federalism.com. Um, and that was, uh, that's, so Brandon's the guy behind that. Um, the first time I heard about that was when, uh, uh, Jim Renihan came down to do another school of theology in New Zealand. Got to catch up with him again, and and uh, yeah, I was very excited about seeing this website. And uh, he told me about this guy named Brandon, who was just sort of uh, sprucing it up and making it all happen and putting it all together. So very thankful um, for his efforts on that. Um, anyways, I was reading this 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 blog contrast uh, and just some good stuff on Klein, which is how it ties into Meredith Monday. And uh, yeah, it seems like Brandon's done a, a decent bit of reading on Klein and uh, how it, how Klein's view and and even just addressing and done a very good series uh, addressing the way that um, the Glory Cloud podcast, we know Chris, he's on usually on Monday, um, sort of rounding up on this holiday stuff. So Chris will probably be back with me on the next Monday. But, um, but you know, Chris, He's on the glory cloud, and they they dealt with uh, this issue of the Abrahamic covenants and uh, how that then relates to uh, if it's a covenant of works or a covenant of grace, and that obviously has a big play and uh, on Baptist versus Peter Baptist theology and all that sort of thing. So, uh, yeah, it's just great to see Brandon's tracking with all of that and um, writing about all of that. And what a, so I love that. I love that he's um, he is 
all over Klein, and I love that he is also into Gill, or at least just aware of Gill. It seems like a lot of Baptists out there just have forgotten about Gill, and um, yeah, I just love the way he inter- interacts with him. So let me just recommend this blog to you. You can go to it at contrast two dot wordpress.com maybe there's another url but that's the one that's showing for me um and go check it out if you're just into it's just great i mean brandon well done if you're listening to this the reason why brandon might be listening to this is i i left a comment on his blog and he got back to me and i listened to a few of these podcasts and and uh, we just got to well he he sent a few uh questions my way and just wanted to interact a little bit more around um around some of the Perhaps the, the the issues I have with sixteen eighty nine federalism, um, or even just, you know, maybe I'll say a little bit about that now um, as well, even in, in prelude to that. And then I just mentioned maybe it'd be a good thing for us to to rather than hack it out over email, which takes forever for me. Although it didn't doesn't look like it's gonna be a problem for Brandon. He looks like he's a content monster. You can just spew this out, no problem. But uh, yeah, for me, uh, it, it takes a while to. To, to, to go through all this via email. So I thought maybe it'd be just quicker and more helpful for everyone if we just uh, did a, a podcast or two. But maybe what I'll do is um, just start slowly interacting with some of the stuff he was interested in and um, just as a prelude, if anything else, to any further discussions we have or if he gets on the show, maybe him and Chris can get on. Or, um, but anyway, so that's that, that'll be great for Meredith Monday because the whole thing, um, I think, uh, this is me sort of bringing it home here in terms of just tying this into why I'm, why I'm talking about this on 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 um, a Meredith Monday thing. Um, the whole 1699 federalism thing, I'm really happy about in general. Like, I think it's just great. Any discussion about covenant theology usually is just a thrill to me. I just love that people are thinking about it. I love that Baptists are thinking about it. I think it was one of my major woes. Becoming coming into the Reformed Baptist thing, realizing that a lot of Reformed Baptists, well, a lot of Presbyterians for that matter, but a lot of Reformed Baptists just really didn't know their own covenant theology. They didn't even try to understand why they had rejected the Peter Baptist position as Reformed people. And so I just love that there's a whole lot of interest in it. And uh, everyone's just getting all excited about it. And in general, it leans in the, like there, there was a while ago, and this is kind of what this podcast is about. I want to be promoting a kind of reformed theology that that leans in a certain direction, uh, in a Kleinian two kingdom uh, kind of direction, law grace distinction, a whole lot of things we we mentioned, and um, and that's important to me. And I think that's a that's imp- that's the best of reformed theology. So in terms of the 1689 federalism thing, it's great because it it leans in that direction. If 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 there's any sort of you know, it's going to err too much in that direction versus any other sort of mono-covenantal, um, you know, federal vision, kind of just messing around with grace, mixing it up with law. Um, it's never going to happen. The 1689 federal guys have have carved it out, so they've identified a historic Baptist position that hasn't. It's just sort of it's bulletproof in terms of going in that di- in, in that wrong direction, which I love about it. So my my thing, I'm basically excited about it, basically happy about it, but um, you know, just just sort of hearing the guys out. I remember when Jim came down and first uh, let us know about Sam and Micah's paper they presented at Westminster, and then kind of read Pascal's book, and then uh, you know, just checking it out, and then of course uh, Sam Renan came and did a school of theology, and we hacked it out a little bit, and um, just to you know see what he was putting out for his dissertation. 
Um, all very, very good. All excellent. Basically, totally sold. The, the only thing holding me back from being a full-scale um, 1689 Federalist is my Kleinianism, <laughs> if I can put it that way, which is why I'm mentioning all of this on Meredith Monday. Uh, Meredith has messed up my 1689 federalism. No, I'm joking, but uh, it's not. It's not necessarily. And and what Brandon, uh, what I really appreciate appreciate about him as well is that he's sure to point out that, you know, although this is what I think fairly certainly uh, identified as a historic, predominant Baptist covenant theology, it's just something that that certainly was was predominant at a at a, a certain point and. Uh, and then you got guys like Gill that kind of, you know, made some tweaks and and uh, changed some things. And, you know, you had you had people that differed even when it was pretty mainstream covenant theology among the Baptists. Um, but, you know, then, then, of course, the whole thing just fell out of vogue and, you know, everyone uh, had to, well, the Reformed Baptists had to kind of uh, go off the Presbyterian covenant theology and, and reinvent that and tweak it from that angle. Uh, the 19th or 20th century Baptists, um, and, and so there are, as a result of that, really just a whole bunch of different covenant theologies out there. And, um, maybe that sounds too extreme. I mean, they're, they're largely in agreement in terms of the unity of scripture, the two atoms, the need for, um, us to understand, um, the scripture by way of the system of the, the covenant of redemption, the covenant of works, the covenant of grace. Usually that's all in place, but we're talking about tweaks almost intramurally and, and just some of the implica- implications of those tweaks. Um, the other thing I was going to say was, um, and this is probably actually what I will spend a, a little while dealing with in the podcast to come, but the, the Kleinianism at certain points kind of holds me back. Now, no, um, what I, the, again, just to, to mention Brandon here, what I've really appreciated about his blog is he's looked at that. He hasn't ignored it. He hasn't. Um, he knows Klein. He sees the challenge Klein, Klein presents. He's aware of the glory cloud guys. Um, and uh, he's looked at it carefully and I think it's come out with some really good stuff. So, again, go check that blog out. Um, and we will – I'm going to spend some time reading closely through what he has to say. Hopefully he can help me figure some stuff out. Um, but – Maybe just to um, make a few preliminary statements about where I'm going with all of this, and uh, maybe if if uh, Brandon's listening already to this, uh, this will just help him kind of see where I'm coming from on some issues, even before we start talking about uh, the things uh, in a more detailed way. Um, I think for me, if I look at the 1689 federalism thing, uh, this might be a right or wrong impression, but I don't. I, it seems very driven. By once it obviously wants to align with a historic Baptist position. I mean, the, the 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 obvious drive there is, hey, this is what the Baptists largely believe. This is super exciting, and it is. Uh, yeah, we've we've discovered what the you know the first particular Baptist community held to, um, and this is why they changed the confession, and that's great. And and so the drive is almost like, hey, let's get in line with what we've now discovered historically. I, I can appreciate that. Certainly, do um, want to be as aligned as possible historically. I think there's definite value in that. <clears throat> it's just, I suppose, it's never been my ultimate drive. You know, my my thing has always been like, well, you know, hey, let's. I don't. I don't mean to sound trite on this, but but just have, being more aware of the history of, of covenant theology, I, I, I want to look at the whole array of what everyone has said, not just the Baptists. 
as they help me all to understand what the Bible's saying about the covenants. And I want to put that together, and I don't really care too much if there's not a very, you know, if there's not a, a, a confession out there that exactly meets, you know, where I found. It's one of the reasons I like Gil, actually. I think he took the same approach. He just, he was like, listen, let's just work this out as best we can, biblically speaking, being guided along by those insights of, of the various Reformed confessions, sticking within their boundaries, uh, so ne- never moving into any heterodoxy or heresy, um, but but also not concerned to sort of you know align ourselves or, or, or fit ourselves into the system if we feel that the, the scriptures aren't going there. So um, not saying that the 1689 guys don't care about um, the scripture. Of course they do deeply. I know that they do. But it's just added to that. There's also a very strong drive to be aligned with the historic view, uh, which I, I must admit I don't feel as strongly. The other thing, and maybe this is part of the same deal, is that... Um, you know, there's a strong drive to be Baptist, you know, um, which again, of course, I'm a Baptist, I can relate, but that's, I feel like I'm a Baptist because I've arrived there in terms of a scriptural conviction. And if, if I was to, you know, if, if I was to see that I was wrong, I wouldn't, I wouldn't feel any problem at all changing my position to a pedo Baptist position. I mean, it's not like I have any allegiance to any Baptist tradition or anything like that. I feel strongly that Credo baptism is the correct view, and um, and so I think uh, you know I am a Baptist. But but uh, what I'm tr- driving at here is I feel that sometimes as I read through the 1689 Federalist uh, literature, it seems driven to try and sweep the rug out of the Presbyterian argument to stop them from having any ammo in, in, in arguing for infant baptism. And again, like I, I can totally appreciate that, and that's awesome, and I could see how that simplifies things. Uh, but even when I was talking to um, Sam Renian when he was down, I mean, you, know, you could tell this was his thing. Like he was just, he's at Westminster, um, you know, and he's kind of just sick of the Peter-Baptist guys getting down his neck on everything. And and so he's like, dude, I'm just going to take you, I'm going to take the whole rug out of your uh, from under your feet, and I'm gonna invent this whole new thing. <laughs> no, I'm joking, but um, he's just like he. You can see that he was thrilled with that idea. Uh, it just. I'm not saying that that's a good or bad thing. I'm just saying like that doesn't necessarily affect me at all. I, I, I feel more like, you know, hey, if let's get the covenant theology right, and and um, if that leads us to Peter baptism, amen. I'm there. I'm first in line. Let me sprinkle. You know, um, but if that leads me away from it, then forget that nonsense you know so it's just my my i suppose what i'm saying is my conviction has always come more out of the text than a confession or any historical position i really i'm not bothered at all if i'm in the midst of a gray area of of a basic general historical position rather than on the the, uh, the the exact viewpoint that that people held prior to this also because i i know that things you know new New understandings have come up since, and and uh, improvements have been made. And I think that one of the awesome things about the confession is it allows for a nice, uh, inclusive, you know, as long as you're sticking within these basic boundaries, which is really where the help of the confession comes, um, you know, you have the freedom to, to press on. And one of the things I love about Klein was that he took that exact dynamic in mind uh, within this basic paradigm of, of confessional theology um, you know, he pressed on. He made some advances. He, he, he wasn't he wasn't a stale uh, thinker, but uh, you know, and maybe in some sense he was a little bit revisionist. But, but you know, 
really, I think it was more just a fresh exegesis that everyone ultimately appreciated so much about his work uh, within the context of a, of a confessional theology. So that's definitely more something that, that boosts me along. I feel driven by that idea rather than trying to be aligned with uh, some historic position, which, uh, you know, if, if it is, um, what would I would be more like if I'm getting there via the text and, oh, okay, it happens that a whole lot of Baptists believed that back in the day, amen, you know. That's that's very good and comforting to know. If not, I really don't care. <laughs> I just couldn't. So, anyways, I think that might be something that that is different about me and uh, some of the guys in the in the sixteen eighty nine Federalist camp. But I don't want to make it sound like I'm anti sixteen eighty nine or anything. Obviously, I love the sixteen eighty nine. I love um, historic reform theology. It's just maybe you know this might be one of the the things. Uh, just kind of giving, hopefully, trying to give Brandon some idea of of where I'm at as well. Um, and then what else was I going to say? Um, well, I suppose maybe just finish off. I babbled on a little bit. Uh, but maybe what I'll do is I'll just talk on Technical Tuesday tomorrow uh, a little bit about why one of the actual points, the technical points that of the Kleinianism that keeps me from going ahead and, and, and jumping into the, the, the full-scale 1689 federal view. Although... Like I say, I, I feel like I'm basically happy with it. It's so good. And it's just, it's kind of, um, you know, it's it leans in the right direction for me. It It's as close as I'd ever imagine anything historically getting to where I'd want to be anyway. So that's, that's amazing. Um, and it's so much of it just comes down to semantics, you know, um, uh, which I'll talk more about tomorrow. But um, yeah, anyway, so this is a kind of a random one. Um, but hey, like I said, Chris will be back uh, on next Monday, probably. And we will hopefully be on to some more specific points. But I thought it's just a good slot for me to be able to throw that in there. I am excited about further interaction with uh, Brandon Adams. I am very excited that that brother exists and that he is writing the way that he writes. So thankful for him. And um, very excited to be talking to him, and uh, hopefully he'll be on the on the show at some point. Um, but yeah, so go check out that blog, and uh, uh, hopefully you get some get some thoughts of your own on this, and uh, at least we can help you along in terms of figuring out uh, where you stand in light of Meredith Klein's theology and sixteen eighty nine federalism. Can't say that properly. Sixteen eighty nine federalism. There we go. All right. Bless you guys. See you tomorrow.